A customer asks you for a quote. What do you give them? Do you give a proposal that has some details? Do you give a quote that requires a signature and has lots of details? Do you give them a statement of work? If so, what's the difference between a quote and a proposal and a statement of work? I know the difference, and now you will too. Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another Technology Bradcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Technology Bradcast. So I have to tell you, you know, whenever we do these, uh, whenever I do these Bradcasts, it usually takes me a couple of tries. You know, nothing is perfect. You go back, you edit. You hear, hear if something sounds good, and then you, you redo it. I have done this so far five or six times for this particular broadcast. And the reason why is because I'm about to talk uh, about a topic that is a little bit more complex. It has to do with procedures. It has to do with processes. And I really want to make sure that you understand it so that when you approach a customer and your customer says, give me a quote, you know exactly what to do right? Do you give them a quote? Do you give them a proposal? Do you give them a statement of work? And how does that all integrate with your master service agreement? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's a topic that really affects all MSPs, and I want everyone to understand the process, okay? Because it's not so simple. Everybody thinks, oh, you know, you give me a quote. It's so simple. I'll write up a quote. But most MSPs, if you talk to to owners of MSPs, they all say the same thing. What do I do? How do I, do I give them a quote? Do I give them a proposal? Do I put it into QuoteWorks or ConnectSell or any of the other products that are out there? Do I just send it to them and let them sign it? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the difference, okay, between quotes and proposals and statements of work and how they all work within a master service agreement paradigm. So forget everything you know about quotes and and statements of work for a moment. I'm going to start with an analogy that I have used God, dozens and dozens of times, and it has to do with Best Buy, the store Best Buy. Why do I like Best Buy? Well, because it's kind of cool and it has electronic stuff in it, right? But it it's something that everyone can understand. So you go into Best Buy and you want to buy a television. Okay. You buy the TV and you walk out of Best Buy. What do you have? What do you have? You have a TV, right? In a box and you have a receipt. What I want to focus for a moment on the receipt. What does the receipt tell you about what you bought? Not that much, right? It might say, okay, you bought a a 60-inch Samsung TV, $1,000. You bought one of them. It might also tell you the location where you bought the TV. It might give you a a couple of terms, like maybe the uh, return policy and exchange policy and so on, on the receipt. But that's all the receipt tells you. It doesn't go any further than that. What if I were to ask you at that moment, as you're walking out of the store, I say, that looks like a great TV. How many HDMI ports are on that TV? Well, you couldn't tell me by looking at the receipt. You wouldn't say, oh, look at the receipt. It'll tell you. What if I ask you about the resolution or the audio output or how to hook a cable box or a satellite dish to that TV? You wouldn't give me the receipt, right? There's something else that you would need to provide to me to explain the details of the TV. There's something else you would need to give me to explain how to use the TV, how to troubleshoot the TV, right? All the the little details that make up the experience of using that TV. What would that be? 
That would be the user guide, right? The user guide, the user manual that comes along with the television. That's where you get the details. That's going to tell you about resolution and HDMI ports and how to hook it up. And if there's a problem, here's where you call Samsung. And here are the hours you can call Samsung. And here's the website for Samsung, right? That's the documentation that gives you the details. The receipt just tells you what you bought. Nice and simple, straightforward. Okay. So what does all of this have to do with statements of work and quotes and proposals? Everything. Because it's exactly, or it should be, exactly the same paradigm that you follow. If you give out a quote, you shouldn't be giving out, in my view, a quote that's 12 or 14 or 20 pages long. A quote is a receipt. A quote should only tell the, the customer what the customer is getting, how much, uh, uh, any, any uh, specific terms, like maybe an initial one-year term, how many of the things that they are buying that they're going to acquire, right? One BDR solution, one complete care solution, uh, one solution covering 15 workstations and two servers. That kind of general overview, that's what a quote is. It doesn't swamp your customer. Your customer doesn't look at it and say, okay, I got to kick this up to legal because you just gave me a huge quote. No. A quote is just a few of the overall details. So now where do you fill in the rest? Where do you fill in the rest? If I said to you, all right, so I'm buying a BDR solution. I see that. That's on the, that's on the quote. That's what I want. That's good. Um, tell me something. How often do you back my stuff up? Well, you're not going to be able to tell me that by looking at the quote. If I said to you, looks good, this BDR solution, how much stuff is backed up? Is it a terabyte, two terabytes? Is it unlimited? How long do you keep the stuff? How do I get my stuff back if I want to, you know, recover one file or 10 files or do it just a whole, you know, bare metal restore? How do I do that? Well, that's not going to be in your quote. But those are really, really important details that you need to convey to your customer. So how do you do it? You create a statement of work, a deliverable document that describes the stuff that you are going to be providing in the quote, exactly the same way that a user manual, you know, that's stuffed inside the box of the TV describes the TV. It clarifies the stuff that you bought on the receipt. That's where the details go. The statement of work in this case can be your service manual, your Bible of services. So think about how this might work. You're going to offer me an RMM solution with a BDR, maybe a block of hours. And there are going to be some conditions attached to that. Are you going to put the conditions in the quote? No. The quote is going to list everything I'm buying. And then the quote is going to make two things abundantly clear. Abundantly clear. One. The quote is governed under the master service agreement that exists between us. That's a, you know, if you don't have a master service agreement in place, then we have to talk on an entirely different topic. But right now, assume a master agreement is in place. The quote, the first thing it says is, this is governed under the master service agreement. Next thing it says is, this quote is further defined and clarified by the attached statement of work. Now, I'm going to give you one complete care, one BDR, and one block of hours, 20 hours. You want to know more? Look at the statement of work. Look at the user guide. Then you attach 
the statement of work to that quote. And the statement of work can be templated out the same way that a user manual is templated when you buy a TV, right? Samsung doesn't have a different user manual for every TV it creates. Instead, it says, if you have bought models X6000, this applies to you. If you have bought model X7000 or 8000, this applies to you. That's what you should be doing with your statements of work. Create a templated statement of work that says, if you bought our complete care solution, this is what you get. These are the service levels that you get. These are the uh, uh, fees per workstation, per server, per authorized user, however you want to do it, right? If you bought a BDR solution, then this is how often we're going to back it up. This is how much is being backed up, unless the quote says differently. This is our standard stuff. And in that statement of work, you should also address a lot of the important details that are important to you and your customer. For example, renewal terms. How often is the term of the service going to be renewed? Is it a one-year term, a three-year term, a month-to-month? -month? In the statement of work, you can say things like, whatever the term is in the quote, whatever it says, that's the initial term. When that expires, it renews for exactly the same time period, contiguous time periods, unless, and then you can lay out whatever the unless is, unless we give each other notice, unless whatever it might be right? How about monthly recurring revenue? You might put in your statement of work, hey customer, whatever the fee is in the quote, that's the initial fee. You can't drop below the initial fee without our permission. Even if you drop below the number of workstations or servers or authorized users, whatever the initial fee is, that's what you're going to be charged on a monthly basis. That could go in a statement of work. See, all of these important details, they are not in the quote. The quote is a receipt. The receipt just tells me what I'm buying, how much I'm buying, and, and the price I'm paying. It is the statement of work that can further clarify the quote. Now, all of that is governed under your master service agreement, right? These things don't exist in isolation. So you have a master service agreement that the client has either accepted by signing it, or maybe you're incorporating it by reference, whole other topic that we can talk about. But either way, your master agreement is the foundation. It is covering everything you do. The quote begins by saying, this quote is governed by that master agreement. It's also further clarified by the attached statement of work. Now, think about that paradigm. Write it out, whiteboard it if you have to. Master agreement is your foundation. Quote is just going to tell them what they're buying. Then you attach a statement of work that says, if you're getting this, then that. If this, then that. That is how I think you guys should be doing things. That, I think, will promote the greatest uh, efficiency of the business. Okay? You can maximize your efficiency. You can limit changes just to the quote. Statement of work becomes templated. Statement of work is your service user manual. It's your Bible. And now, now you can focus on what you do best providing your services. So I hope this podcast, this broadcast helps clear up some of the confusion that's been out there between quotes and statements of work and proposals and how they work together to make the entire contracting process more efficient, more effective, and clearer. Now, if you're not sure how to draft a quote or a statement of work, or if you're not sure how to make all of these documents work together or work in conjunction with your MSA, well, you know what to do. Give me a call at 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com. That's it for this week. I'll see you on the next Technology Broadcast.